Sky Carumba for September 4th through 10th, 2022. Goodbye, Mercury, and we hardly knew ya. That's what Northern Hemisphere sky watchers can say as the messenger planet heads into the sunset. Southern Hemisphere observers see the planet holding just about steady below Spica as the planet and Virgo sink toward the horizon night to night. Arcturus and Boötes are high in the west as evening darkness begins. Look for Corona Borealis east of it and Coma Berenices on the west. There's quite a zoo up there mid-evening. On or close to the meridian during the evening hours are a scorpion toward the south end. The snake held by Ophiuchus north of it. Northwest of them are the eagle. In a line north of that bird are, from east to west, a little horse, a dolphin, and a wolf. Just north of that line is the swan. Keep going and there's a lizard. Keep going toward the north celestial pole and there's a little bear. A dragon swoops around it on one side. The moon is just past first quarter and moving into Sagittarius as the week begins. It's almost full Wednesday evening as it approaches Saturn. Full moon is on Saturday as the moon approaches Jupiter. Mars rises late evening. It's moving eastward by the Hyades. Compare its color to orange Aldebaran on the other side of the Hyades V. Venus is in Leo. The constellation is moving into the morning while the planet is heading toward superior conjunction. If you can see Venus, try to see Regulus close to it. You may need binoculars to see the star against the morning light background. Venus is at perihelion on Sunday. It's 107 million kilometers from the sun. The moon's 27.2 degrees south of the equator on Monday and starts going north again. Lunar perigee is on Wednesday at 364,600 kilometers away. The asteroid Juno is at opposition on Wednesday. And Mercury begins retrograde motion on Friday. So if you can see the planet, you'll see it moving closer to the horizon each night with the stars. When Jupiter's at opposition on the 26th of this month, it will be the closest it's been to Earth in 59 years. So if you have a telescope, get it out and look. You'll get the best view since about October 7th or 8th, 1963. If your scope is small and doesn't regularly show you the great red spot or the shadows of Jupiter's moons on the planet's disk, it might show you those features this month and next. Opposition is the astronomy word for when an object is opposite the sun in the sky. So, on and close to the 26th, as the sun is going below the horizon, Jupiter is coming above on the opposite side of the sky. When the planet's highest in the sky where you are, the sun's highest in the sky, exactly 180 degrees longitude around the Earth from you. The geometry of opposition is easier to understand with a graphic than with the spoken word in a podcast, but if you can imagine, or draw, a couple of ellipses, one within the other, and the sun a little off-center from the middle of them, you can draw a line from the sun to the nearest part of the inner ellipse and keep going to the next ellipse. When the sun is on one side of the point you intersected on the inner ellipse and one of the other planets is on the intersected point on the other ellipse, you have opposition. 
If you didn't draw the ellipses perfectly, that's okay. That actually helps illustrate something. Leaving the sun where you put it and drawing that line through some other points on the ellipses shows how the planet at opposition can have a different distance each time. It's like that in the planet's orbits. Earth is done going through its ellipse every year. Jupiter takes almost 12 years. Over that 12-year period, Jupiter will have a fairly close opposition, like the one this month, about six years before or after a fairly far one. Those oppositions range from just under four astronomical units, or Earth-Sun distances, to about four and a half. Back to the Great Red Spot and the Moon Shadows. There are a lot of good online resources to help you figure out when to look and what you're looking at. The Great Red Spot is a giant storm that's been circling Jupiter for hundreds of years. It goes around so regularly, Sky and Telescope magazine publishes the times you can expect to see it a few months ahead of time. That magazine and others also publish lists of when you can see Io, Europa, Ganymede, and Callisto, and their shadows. Those are the four moons Galileo discovered when he looked at Jupiter in his telescope more than 400 years ago. It's fun watching a moon disappear into Jupiter's shadow or reappear from it. You can do that with binoculars. And in a big enough telescope, you can even see those moons' shadows on Jupiter's disk. If you happen to have colored filters that you can put on your telescope lens, you can try different ones to see which ones have the best effect on Jupiter's cloud bands. When you filter some colors out of the view, the ones that are left may stand out against each other, and that can make the cloud bands and maybe even the great red spot more visible. For whatever it means to you, the great red spot is often not red. It usually looks tan or light brown. Some observers have reported it looking white. Sky Caramba.